Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Have you ever had a workplace disagreement in your career? Now, it may not have been that bad of a disagreement, but over time, it continued to eat away until ultimately it did affect your life, your workplace, possibly your family, and all of that. Have you ever said something that you regretted saying? Have you ever done something that had the opposite effect that you intended and you wish you could just go back and do it all over again in a different way? Well, making decisions in business and in relationships is normal. How you communicate and how you handle decisions can result in either success or failure. Each decision you make can either strengthen the bonds of the relationship you have or tear them apart. Sometimes when you handle things the wrong way and the relationship is torn apart, you wish there was some type of glue to bring it all back together again, right? Well, my guest today just happens to have that glue available for you to use. Amy Kelly is the Vice President of Consulting for the John Gordon Companies and a human resource and talent development executive who's known for building high-performance talent and cultures, including award-winning workplace and leadership development programs. She's released a book titled Glue, a leadership development strategy to bond and unite. This book is a must-read for any business, any home, any community or ministry leader who needs to grow personal leadership effectiveness and create unity in the home, workplace, and the world. Help me welcome to the program, Amy Kelly. Amy, thank you for joining us today. I do appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and to be a part of this conversation. Thank you. Amen. Now, the first question, other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Amy Kelly? (laughs) Amy Kelly is someone that believes in people and partners with them to help them be the leader they were created to be. And um, I'm I'm a, a wife and a mother of four and someone who loves the Lord and and wants to respond in obedience to where he calls me in life. Amen. Amen. And your book, Glue, why did you write Glue and why do you believe it's so needful right now? Mm. Well, I had been working on a different type of employee engagement and experience book that is still, you know, in the process when this story came on my heart. And I I just knew that and I wrote it in a couple of days. Really? It, it is more of a of a short story. And I wrote it because I I I knew that it was going to help people somehow, someone, it might just be one, Mm -hmm. uh, but I did it out of the word, you know, we just said out of obedience. Uh, I actually didn't really want to write a story called glue uh, (laughs) at the first place, but it stands for God's love unites everyone. And it, it was the first opportunity that I had 
to combine the passion of business and, and work life with um, what God does inside of that for relationships and teams and, and really share a strategy that I've found to be the one and only strategy Amen. <laughs> for best Amen. effectiveness. Yeah. Amen. So you say your book glue provides the framework to build relationships and trust, even in the midst of conflict, how do you go about doing that? Well, I, yes, that's when we, we need this help the most, I think, because conflict is, is actually an opportunity for creativity and for growth. And I think, you know, people tend to be, what I see is they tend to be a little scared of it. They think it's going to be bad um, from the start, maybe because they've had a bad experience or because they're operating on fear or anxiety because a, a relationship is, is important and precious to them. So the conflict gets bigger because it's not addressed. And by the time the people actually address the conflict, uh, there's a lot of emotion and also a lot of um, usually made up stories. People make up reasons why people, other people do things. And so by the time the conversations take place, you're operating the, a lot of times with things that aren't the truth. So when I when we talk about conflict in this particular story, it's also about jumping to conclusions and about um, not believing the best in others. And, and how do we get prepared in life for some of the inevitabilities that come through relationships that can actually be an opportunity to build a stronger bond and create more unity? But we get we get pulled by lies. And that we tell ourselves, and they're not even necessarily lies from other people. They, they're lies um, from the enemy. They're lies that we hear in our head and we choose to believe and then we act on them and it makes conflict worse. So yeah. the framework is about seeking someone who's going to tell you the truth, God. And in preparation for these different relationship challenges, and I was drawing out a couple that I've seen occur in business relationships, both in my corporate world and as a, a, an entrepreneur of a small business owner, it, this story combines things that I've seen over the last 15 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I've really noticed that these are inflection points where our decisions about how we prepare and approach those moments of conflict that are so important to us, the, the relationships that we have a lot of importance and significance. If we're not ready, it can cause a break that is yeah. very damaging and very hurtful. And, and it, it impacts the person, their, their family, as you mentioned, the community, and there's a different way. So the framework is shared in the book. Amen. Amen. And I, I can, <clears throat> the storyline you provide is riveting. I have to say that. Okay. Cause I mean, I can relate to the premise of, of starting and running a business with a close friend only to have that friend decide to branch off and, and do their own thing with the ideas you mutually developed because that's, you know, before we started the recording, if you remember, I said, you know, after the military, I had my own business. That is, uh, you know, basically what happened to me. Okay. So almost the same thing. I happened 25 years ago and that relationship did not end well. And still to this day has really never healed, you know? And uh, although we live on separate party, you know, opposite ends of the country now, so I don't think it ever will, but 
but give us just the quick synopsis of the story plot between Linda and Cindy. Sure. What, thank you for sharing your personal experience. What has happened to me? My book is fiction. I have had business relationships uh, that have not ended well. And I've had ones that have, you know, grown stronger through conflict and the, what, because I was fascinated by the decisions along the way that seemed to guide either toward unity or the break, I was very attuned to this as I worked in the corporate world because I saw people have very explosive breaks that reverberated through entire companies and into entire market spaces Mm -hmm. and communities of a certain type of business. So you're not alone. I'm not alone. The people that this happens to is not alone. And so the story was meant to be at a very high level of two friends that have created something that means everything to them. They've poured all of their best ideas into something special. They've gotten their families together. They've you know, pulled in people in the community. And one of the friends decides to leave and start their own, their own thing. And the, the, they, they both see it very differently and it, it starts to cause a break. And what happens is the the way the relationship unfolds, you see the two women handling this differently. Uh, You see how uh, they see it very differently. And ultimately um, they use this framework to manage the process. And so since I've written the book too, uh, people have said, wow, this, this scenario happened to me. And I was very intentional not to make things too specific while still telling a story because I wanted people to see their specific scenario. I hear about this all the time, especially in the workplace um, where people leave organizations and they maybe take an idea that um, they thought was, you know, free market idea. And I know people, I know that people own, there's intellectual property and I understand that, Uh, but, but some, there are some things that we just do as a part of business and there are ways to work through it more successfully than rather than, than having it destroy a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And how did, how did Linda's faith help her to overcome to the point where she could accept Cindy's decision to leave the business and start her own business? Mm-hmm. Well, it came down, you're right. It came down to trust. And it also, um, her faith allowed her to see um, the opportunity to be focused on the other person, even when it seemed that the other person was at an error, you know, at fault. And that type of grace is what we've all been given. And when we get hurt, it can sometimes be the hardest to extend. Yeah. It's the, the, it is the balm that allows for productive conversations when people are having a hard time expressing their own frustration or hurt. And generally these disagreements come through misunderstanding and, you know, and and not feeling valued and appreciated and that it grows when it's not addressed or talked about, or we begin to focus only on our side, the side of how we see things and not 
So the the trust that Linda puts in the Lord allows her to have eyes to see how she may only be looking at this from her perspective and what does she really value? And, and the relationship is of value to her. And, you know, she doesn't get it quick. She, she, you know, there were some times where I thought people are really going to hate this character because I, I magnified the immaturity that can occur in any of us when you get hurt. And I also magnified Cindy's behavior as well, because to just show the two different, there, there, there isn't a right and a wrong, you know, people who read the book said, Oh, I can't believe Cindy did that to Linda. Or, you know, there were Linda's that said, you know, I would have just let her go. And the point is, they're really in situational context, you will have factors that make your scenario. Sometimes it would be legally intellectual property. You can't take intellectual property. The point is I wanted to make it general enough to say one person stays, one person goes, and that's not easy. So how do you navigate things that are inevitable? And also how do you prepare in advance? So it doesn't have to be a break in the first place. It didn't have to break the way it does in the story. But there's a lot about the communication that wasn't occurring between the two women that created the brittleness that that became the break. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. And in modern day businesses, how does this story fit into the discussion of minimizing disagreements and negative emotional energy that you describe? Well, there there are a couple of different scenarios that I see very frequently. One is people who are newer to being a manager or a leader many times, and it's always happened in the workplace. I do think it happens more because there's a lot more flexibility in the market to leave jobs and go to new jobs. And so managers are not equipped to just accept that it's not ideal when someone leaves your team. But their behavior in the first seconds when someone says, you know, I did get another job, I got another opportunity. Mm -hmm. And generally, they say they're very grateful for what occurred at their current company, but they're leaving. And when you want to have a, a, a workplace that truly supports its employees, the goal is not to have people leave. I know that because I'm always measuring things about retention and engagement and the inevitable thing that happens to any leader in any organization is someone will leave your team. And a lot of times they will leave because you've helped them grow so much that they got an even better opportunity. Yeah. So how do you prepare managers for that? And, and that's one piece of what's happening in the book is someone else's dream. You know, there's a dream that no longer completely included the person that the partnership was was started with. And that doesn't have to be a a destructive um, thing that happens because it it happens. It's inevitable. And and when we let others grow, we grow too. And how do you learn and and get prepared to do that as a leader? Because I find when people haven't prepared, they, they can respond in their least mature way instead of their most mature way. And not only does it alienate the person who is making most of the time, I'm just making the best decision for their family. Mm -hmm. Um, It also sends a message to your team that you really aren't for them. 
if, if, as soon as someone leaves. So I see that a lot. And I see that with executives because, you know, I've seen people screaming in offices saying, you're dead to me. You know, you get out of here, get out of the building. You know, you, you no longer, and, and this was a, you know, a 10, 15 year business relationship that, and it didn't have to be that way because that particular example ended up, you know, causing multi-million dollar deals to go in different directions that could have benefited everyone because the, the, the pride and the break and the, the anger um, stopped communication completely and became something that impacted lives in both organizations and the market space. So that's that's one thing. The other thing is that people don't get specific preparation for conflict in general. You know, when you have different um, ideas about things, just understanding that that is going to happen. It's actually something you want in your business is to have different perspectives. Amen. And instead of labeling everything and believing that it's bad, leaders need to be prepared, even when it's hard. You know, it gets easier to understand that, wow, I want people to come and tell me if they're thinking about something different, because that's how we elevate our, our ideas. It's also how we actually have real, genuine, authentic conversations. And if you're not having them with your team, they're having them maybe separately in the break room or online or on the phone. And, and that's what creates more negativity across the team and an organization. And so between the, the lack of structure and confidence to address disagreement so that it doesn't have to be conflict. It can be actually a gift. And then being prepared for the fact that people will leave, they will go, they will grow. And when they go and grow, you want to embrace the opportunity to support them because you will grow too. And especially one other relevant fact in this particular area is that I'm seeing more and more with uh, companies that a phenomenon that's been out there for a long time, but it is boomerang employees where especially uh, different newer to the workforce folks, they may think, wow, it, the grass looks greener. We've all had that experience where this opportunity now looks better than the current opportunity that I have. And when that is something that happens to a lot of people. And you want the door to be open to people leave. And I've had many, many people come back to companies where I worked or just because when they left, I would say, honestly, look, I don't want you to go. I want you. This sounds like a good opportunity. I feel like you could still grow here, but I want to support you and we'll always be here for you. So definitely if it if for some reason anything doesn't work out, please, please let us know. Stay in touch. Keep, you know, come back. Yeah. And that type many times you know in life we'll go and we'll think something's better and people are afraid to go back and talk to their previous teams because they're embarrassed but that's also a natural thing sometimes the grass isn't greener and and um, the people that allowed them the opportunity to pursue that and still have dignity to to say i really i want to be come back mm -hmm. that that's a that's a big growth opportunity for everyone amen amen that is so true and by doing that, a lot of times when people get to where the grass is greener, they find out it's greener because there's a lot more manure spread around over there. You know? <laughs> so, and you know, they, they'd rather have the fresh veggies than the fresh 
whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it's <clears throat> there's no perfect workplace, right? And right. and there nobody's saying that there is. It's it's that sometimes the only way to to learn is to experience things. Yeah. You can't. And and I know that I've learned a lot of lessons what someone would say the hard way where I thought something would be better and I tried it and it was a very good lesson because I knew for sure that it, that it wasn't better. And so, and sometimes it will be the right decision, but as far as relationships in work and in business and it being ready to apply glue, let someone go and grow, grow with them. And then when it does come to, uh, just a disagreement in a business where you feel like this person has done something unforgivable. How can we shift to say, no, my goal is to be the ultimate teammate and forgive, even if I think I'm right. And what can I learn through extending that type of professional love and support to someone? And uh, it it changes everything. It creates much stronger bonds. And um, it's really amazing how God works in those situations where people, and it doesn't, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful process and our timetable, it's not our timetable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How did the, the COVID pandemic, the shutdowns and, and all of that affect what you're trying to share in this book? Mm, I, the, the thing that, that it didn't, it didn't necessarily affect this book per se, because, um, but what, what has affected relationships with the COVID um, shutdown and the pandemic is that people have said, you know, I'm, I'm tired of doing things online. You know, there's a lot of online fatigue and there's a lot of confusion and frustration with trying to create connection um, through an online source. And what I've been, um, the, the connection to this book is what we believe matters. So I've been encouraging people, I've seen proof and been involved in teams that actually became more connected through the pandemic and were communicating only online and brought together global teams in ways they hadn't before. And the connection back to what you believe matters is that we haven't been operating as online teams for as long as we've been operating, believing that going into the workplace is the only way to communicate and connect, that face-to-face connection is best. That's where we, quote unquote, can feel the energy. And we, but the, and the truth is that's what we know. That's what we have experience with. Most of us didn't have experience with online connection and how to do that. And we've been learning. And when you're learning, it can be a bumpy road. You learn what some things that work, some things that don't work. But what our words matter when we say, oh, can't wait to get back in person. That's great. And there is there are benefits to being in person. What we should be doing, I think, is continuing to magnify what we've learned about the online world, too. There are great things where it wasn't. I had a meeting this morning with a team that I'm working with in Cameroon. It was 7 a.m. here. It was 12 noon there. And, you know, that connection fundamentally would not exist without online. And, And quite frankly, when I met the person that I'm working with through that project, I thought, 
well, unless I can get on a plane and go to Africa, what am I really going to be able to do for these women? And so when it comes to the pandemic, I think that that's what I've seen the most of is what it, it does relate to the book. What we believe matters. It comes through in our leadership. We need to understand that we need to set our minds in advance that when it appears we're headed for a break, we know what to do. We've got our glue ready. And then when it comes to pandemic work, it has been challenging because we've been in a constant state of doing things, most of the companies in a completely new way for an extended period, which puts a lot of strain on everyone. And it makes you long for, oh gosh, I knew what I was doing before, right? That was so easy when you, you're comfortable. And that's a normal thing too. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable when people don't leave my team. I'm comfortable when we agree on everything. I'm comfortable if we can meet in person and I can shake your hand. And, I, and you know, the pandemic, everything's uncomfortable because in, and it was just, that. That's that's what I've seen. So it's put pressure on relationships and, you know, I've I've encouraged people to be very careful to not say, well, we just can't have a strong team if we're all only online. Mm-hmm. It's not true. We don't, we don't, we haven't practiced that one as much. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's and we need to be kind to ourselves and others because we have just begun to understand how to create strong bonds and unity through using different resources. Just like you said at the beginning of our interview, you said, you know, I started this uh, years ago in 2010 and I didn't know how to do anything I'm doing and it took time. (laughs) So it's taking time. And going back to the book, if you have, if you're prepared with a framework, I've found that to help people. I've seen that work in preparation is something that whether it's the military, whether it's family, whether it's anything, if you have some preparation, you're going to respond differently. And I think that that's what happened to Linda and Cindy is they were not prepared. They had not been communicating and both of their behaviors were shocks and it meant a lot to each and it caused an emotional response on both sides that wasn't their best. Yeah, amen. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this great interview with Amy Kelly. But uh, the concept she's been sharing with us, I know you've been taking notes. I just I just can sense it in my heart because the concept she's been sharing, she's learned over the years working for the John Gordon companies. She's the vice president of consulting for the John Gordon companies. I mean, that tells you something right there. And this book that she's released, Glue, A Leadership Development Strategy to Bond and Unite, This will transform your business. I'm telling you right now, if you are an entrepreneur, you need to get this book. You need to drop down the show notes right now. Click the link, order your book, maybe order two or three. Pass them out to your coworkers that that are in your organization because all of you can learn from what Amy Kelly's sharing. Amen. Be sure you come back for part two next time because she is going to, we just laid the groundwork today for what she's talking about in the next episode. I guarantee it. Amen. So be sure you come back then. Until then, it's Pastor Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www. 
podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.